0: Hello and welcome to Leeds Voices, the brand new weekly podcast from the University of Leeds. I'm Alex Regan and for all you sports fans out there, boy have we got a treat for you. This week we're joined by none other than Leeds alum, triathlete and MBE Johnny Brownlee. Johnny has completed the set. He's won Olympic gold, silver and bronze medals. He's a world champion and he's won countless European and Commonwealth medals over a 12-year career. But most important of all, and I might be slightly biased in saying this, in 2012, as well as winning Olympic bronze at the London Olympics, he also graduated from Leeds with a degree in history. Johnny's impact extends beyond the competitive arena as well. Together with brother and fellow alum Alistair, Johnny founded the Brownlee Foundation in 2014. The foundation inspires children from all backgrounds to enjoy sport, encouraging them to lead active lifestyles and benefit from opportunities sports provides. In May, the Brownlee Foundation celebrated a huge milestone achievement when it welcomed its 50,000th child to participate in their free triathlon events. Ed Newbold met with Johnny Brownlee at the John Charles Sports Centre in Leeds as the 50,000th child crossed the finish line. They spoke about the foundation, Johnny's Olympic experience in 2012, and his secret to success.
1: So it's actually really nice to be here today because this is where the Brandon Foundation first started, where we had our first event back in 2014. Um, and here we are today celebrating the 50,000th uh, child Cross Finish Line. Uh, And basically, the idea of the foundation was born out out of the legacy of London 2012. -hmm. Um, The the word legacy was used a lot in London 2012 and we wanted to do do our bit, so we started the foundation to get children uh, active and enjoying being active and also achieving something they never thought they could achieve. So in simple terms, they do a mini triathlon, as you see today. it's non-competitive, but it could be a 50 meter swim, a kilometre bike ride and a four kilometre run. Um, uh, but it isn't about a distance, it isn't about the time or who crossed the finish line first. It's about enjoying it and enjoying being active um, and crossing the finish line with a big smile on your face. And then also... We uh, put on follow-up events afterwards so then if a child gets a taste of it and enjoys being active, enjoys triathlon, they can do that or they can just take it into other forms of life. Or, uh, uh, but it's about giving a uh, child a positive experience in sport and uh, I absolutely love it and soon, something that I want to keep on working
2: in the future. How does it feel when you kind of see this today and all the other kids having a good time and some shining? Uh, it makes me incredibly proud. Uh, firstly,
1: uh, it's brilliant seeing children turn up sometimes not even knowing what a triathlon is, um, and then completing one, and uh, when they didn't believe they could complete a triathlon. Uh, and quite often, children get told they can't do stuff, and uh, there are barriers to things. But to give a child a positive experience and they, they achieve something that they didn't think they could do, uh, hopefully they can take that forward. And uh, yeah, I love. Being at the finish line and seeing the smiles of the cross finish line and how happy they are. Yeah, well, when I was growing up, triathlon definitely wasn't a big thing. Um, you know, if I said to my mates at school, I did a triathlon, they'd probably say, Does that involve horse riding and shooting? I don't know, that's a different sport. So it wasn't. Uh, I got into it quite simply because my mum used to swim uh, uh, through some Airbnb Centre, and then very quickly we got into the City of Leeds um, swimming um, squads, and then my dad used to run and we ran at school. And then um, my uncle happened to be do, do, doing triathlon. He was one of the few in the UK that did it. Uh, and he just did it because he enjoyed it. I remember going to watch him and then one day thinking, wow, that's quite a cool sport. We'll do it. And um, there wasn't this kind of... Uh, get involved in the triathlon set-up. You, know, you had to be part of a... Um, travel around the country to do um, the, 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 the competitions and that's what I did with my parents and then I also uh, obviously swam, biked, ran but played rugby, cricket and all football and all sorts of sports but um, and gradually one by one they fell away but uh, yeah
2: I really enjoyed it and I enjoyed the fact that it was a, it was a challenge. i will just jumped to 2012 because... Um, Obviously, that was London Olympics when and you got your Olympic bronze. Can you just tell me a little bit about that day and what you remember of that, that race?
1: Yeah, well, London 2012, uh, absolutely amazing. I get quite emotional talking about it, but everything from going down on the train two days before staying in the hotel in Hyde Park um do my last run around Hyde Park the day before the race, uh, wake up in the morning, taking your first breath going, I haven't got a sore throat, that's a good thing. Um, To then riding across Hyde Park to the race course and I remember um, at that point we rode in where there's no crowds and thinking that's a bit of a let down, no one's turned up. We actually went in the back entrance and no one was there. Going through the uh, transition area and warming up on the course, on the bikes and just the wall of noise that hit us, incredible. I've never seen a crowd like it and uh, i got tingles thinking about it now, the number of people there and the race itself. Uh, saying to Alistair, you know, let's not mess this up. There's a lot of pressure on it, obviously. Um, to trim, went perfect. Unfortunately, I got a penalty come out of transition, see my number on the board, and thinking, oh no. Well initially I thought, Alistair, what have you done? And then realized it was my number and thinking, oh no, don't lose Olympic medal because of this. But well, I've never got one before or after, wow. so it was one of those things. Well, I put it down to when you go to Olympics, everything's bigger. So the mountain line suddenly goes from being 10 centimeters wide to two meters. And I think I was just a bit, uh, a bit eager. Rode very hard um, on the bike ride. It would have never heard a crowd like it again. I couldn't talk to Alistair who stood right next to me apart from a 50-metre section on the bridge where there weren't a loud crowd. Um, to getting off and running and getting away, the three, three of us very quickly, Alisson herself and Javier Gomez, um, to taking my penalty uh, and the noise again as I set off. And The weird thing about the run that I remember was two things. Firstly, the crowd being so loud that you couldn't hear athletes around you, the footsteps or their breathing. So you just it's a weird kind of concept. And the second one was, the, the five deep people in trees but at the same time they you had know, to pick out the voices of of uh, old school teachers in the in the crowd and uh, and that kind of thing just even there's a million people in there crossing the finish line unbelieving proud you know bracing alistair uh thinking we've done it you know all that pressure we cope with it so then i kind of collapsed because i got a bit i used to have a thing that i think my, my blood pressure then dropped after a race i used to kind of go a bit funny to then uh, um, thinking I'd messed my chance up of being on the podium because everyone had gone home, put back on the podium and everyone was out there still. And just amazing to go back to the hotel then and getting the nicest burger I've ever had in my life. <laughs> uh, again, another thing I could talk about London 2012 for hours, but yeah. I think to summarize, proud of how we cope with the pressure um, and had not quite realized that until many years after i um, proud of the performance, proud of how I didn't cripple after getting the penalty, and proud of the British crowd uh,
2: for putting on the best triathlon they'll ever be. But also in 2012, you graduated from oh, yeah. the University Leeds with a degree, <laughs> which double whammy. Um, how did In that year, how did you balance your degree with the training? Because obviously you were training a lot.
1: Yeah, well, um, firstly, I enjoyed my time um, at Leeds Uni. Um, I uh, was a history student starting in well, 2008, um, and the history and the sports department were great. Um, so I did two years full time and then my uh, third year I could split. So I did my all my contact time one year and then into 2012 um, my dissertation uh, um, on Richard III actually. Um, so uh, that allowed me the kind of the perfect scenario really. I, uh, the first thing is something that I really enjoyed and I really, the university were great. Uh, And it allowed me to bridge the gap between a professional athlete and leaving school. I think sometimes if you don't have too much to focus on, then you suddenly leave school, have too many hours and train too much, get injured and actually get worse. But my my degree complemented that. Um, And then it was perfect again going into um, 2012 because to qualify for the Olympics, I had to do quite a lot of travelling. I actually did university exams um, all over the world. (laughs) I did A-levels all over the world as well and university exams all over the world. I did an A-level exam um, in um, Vancouver, in Canada. Uh, a university exam in Sydney. Um, so, uh, and then my last year in 2012, um, it allowed me to do, to, to do my dissertation, um, which was all you know, self uh, uh, work, and allowed me to do that anywhere in the world, and gave me again something else to focus on. That meant that I wasn't just focusing on the Olympics and. I think if I had if I'd just had the Olympics to focus on, it might have all got a bit too much. Uh, but I still remember getting that, getting that document in in April time, two weeks early, I like to do things early, um, handing it in and then uh, then I could focus on, on the Olympics. My uh, university uh, experience was very different. I, I lived at home for the first couple of months and moved out um, um, with Alistair. Uh, and I was uh, obviously focused on sport, but I, I, I really enjoyed the friends that I made. I guess. The, the triathlon club um, was, was brilliant at the time, it was growing. You know, When I was at school, there was one or two people in the triathlon club. So when I left, there was three or four different squads of 20, 30 people. And I absolutely loved those days where we'd go out training with people, show new students, the, the local cafes of Yorkshire, train with them. Many of them just started triathlon and then we'd go and compete on an international stage. And I absolutely loved that uh, side of the club that everyone got in and
2: trained together and um, Leeds has obviously now become kind of a focal point for triathlon in the world really. Um, What is it about Leeds and Yorkshire that makes it so good for triathlon?
1: Yeah, Leeds uh, has become one of the the, the main triathlon centres in the um, the world and what I think is great about it is the whole triathlon um, structure. So we have our foundation getting children involved and aware of triathlon Um, The universities then uh, got the the squads for different levels, Leeds Beckett and Leeds University, uh, and the the elite coaching there, Uh, all the way to people competing at the top level. We obviously used to have a World Series in Leeds, hopefully it comes back again next year. uh, I think that's really, really important for the city. Um, uh, And that has been down to a lot of hard work, a lot of timing as well. The fact that I went to Leeds University with my brother at a certain time, had some great coaches there. uh, and then uh, the, the facilities, the fact that we've got a good 50 metre pool, uh, the council supports local swimming, that we can use the pools at Holt Park. Um, and then the natural facilities,
2: you can go out and ride your bike in the Yorkshire Dales. And final question I have for you is um, I, th- I feel like you've stayed at the top of triathlon for like a, a, a strangely long huh. amount of time. It's been like 10, 12 years or so. Um, do you have? Any idea how you've managed that? Yeah,
1: and it's not really—I've not really realised that until I went to an event uh, last year, and a lot of people that I race against are now coaches, (laughs) and that made me feel old. And I I guess I haven't thought about that too much, and maybe that helps—the fact that you don't put too much pressure on. Um, I try and look after myself as best as I can, um, with with sleeping well, eating well, um, not having that university life, shall we say, as much as many students did. Um, um, maybe that helps I think the the main thing for me is the enjoyment of it I absolutely love the sport and uh, because we train 30-35 hours a week if every single one of those hours is a struggle then that's really hard and I enjoy doing what I do and have some great people to train with so 90% of the stuff that I do is fun
0: Thanks very much for listening to this episode of leeds voices it was presented and edited by me alex Regan. your producer and reporter was ed newbold leeds voices is brought to you by the university of leeds advancement team you can follow us on social media at leeds alumni or get in touch by email at alumni at leeds.ac.uk